passengers. Look, I hate to be that guy, but clearly some of you haven't bothered to put your phones in airplane mode. Seriously? Why gamble with our lives? It affects my instruments, which I have a lot of. Too many, if I'm being honest. I have no idea how half of them work. Look, wait until we land, or you can TikTok me kicking your sorry ass straight through a cumulonimbus. Think I won't? Try me. Have a nice flight. Piloting the Pilots, the podcast where two ambivalent TV viewers watch television pilots and let you know which shows soar to the highest heights of a small screen or crash and burn. My name is Erin. With me, as always, is my lovely husband, Cameron. How are you doing today, sweetheart? (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) You like that? (laughs) Yes. A way to uh, show the audience that we watched Debs. Yeah. Yeah. Our episodes have been too fast. Yeah, let's slow it way down. Just like that introduction, I read it too fast. Let's slow it down. Let's slow. Okay, ready? Let me retake this. Welcome to piloting the pilots. See, oh, let me interrupt you. Mm. Things are already sounding more profound (laughs) and intellectual. The podcast, where two ambivalent. TV viewers. Okay, this is going to kill me. Well, <laughs> that episode so, nearly killed me. <laughs> with a plastic bag, I, look, slowly. Look, I wrote in big words, legit boring. <laughs> with an underline. With an underline. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, this week, we watched the first episode of the Hulu original series, Devs. It was created by Alex Garland, who you may know. He wrote the movie Ex Machina, uh-huh. uh, 28 Days Later, and adapted for the silver screen, mm-hmm. Annihilation. Which was also annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you are not a fan of as well. No. What I didn't like about Annihilation, it was so predictable. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it, really. Well, we were like, well, clearly she's been the alien since the beginning because of that dumb glass. <laughs> you know, like, we caught it almost immediately, and so we just had to wait the entire boring time. Well, that was my complaint. I was trying to find out what my complaint about Ex Machina was, because, mm-hmm. like, everybody freaking loves that movie. And, or so they say. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I trust you all. And I read my review, and I was like, Yeah, I just wasn't really impressed with it. Mm -hmm. It's like Devs. Yes. It's filmed in such a a slow, (laughs) like, loving way and everything. But not really. Do-do-do. Yeah, well, then (laughs) then it has has music like Kenny G being chased by a Jaguar. (laughs) Poor Kenny G. Why would you do this to him? Uh, Why would you you do that to Kenny G? Poor set upon (laughs) Kenny G. But, like... And like I said, I feel like it's done purposefully to give everything weight. Yes. And we shouldn't really get really into this. No, not yet. First, we have to introduce our new co-host, 
Oh, right. Young Cook from BTS. Yep. Yes. Yes. While shopping at Barnes & Noble, because that's where I buy all my clearance Barbie dolls, <laughs> we found him on clearance. So now he is in our studio, yep. just gracing us with his presence and his nice Sergeant Pepper's jacket. Yep. Love it. I'm super stoked he's in here with us now. He's kind of creepy. He's kind of reminds <laughs> me of a giant little girl standing in the middle of a forest <laughs> with her arms in such a fashion to say, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about K-pop, but I've seen this guy in Barnes & Noble on clearance for like the longest time. You've been in love with him since first sight. Yeah, and I was like, I have to have him. I don't know who he is, <laughs> but I have to have this doll. And we have him now. And we have him now. <laughs> okay. So, as we've already alluded to, mm-hmm. we watched the movie. Oh, and we are Show. in... Right. And we should say, we are still in the middle of International Women's Month. Yes. Which is why we chose this. Because supposedly, heroin driven, (laughs) supposedly. She comes in 34 minutes into it to find her boyfriend. It should have been called The Sergey Show. (laughs) Watch how he dies twice. (laughs) Spoiler alert. What? He dies (laughs) twice. A lot. Whatever. Slowly. (laughs) Oh, second time's a little quicker. No, no, still just as slow. But anyway, we watched the uh, Hulu show Devs. Mm -hmm. This is for International Women's Month. We chose this particular one. The synopsis for the show is, and basically why we chose this uh, show, was a computer engineer investigates the secretive development division in her company. Devs. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome, IFDP man. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Which she believes is, I get kind of lightheaded doing this voice. Don't interrupt. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Which she believes is behind the disappearance of her beloved boyfriend. Yeah, okay. I, Yay, I, I a little... woman who just goes chasing after her boyfriend. I have issues with all of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said at one point, this was very much written by a man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so the episode, specific mm-hmm. episode. When her boyfriend, Sergey vanishes after starting a new job at the secretive devs division of tech company Amaya. <laughs> Software engineer Lily begins to suspect that his disappearance may not be as clear-cut as it seems. Okay, then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All righty. And uh, it is starring... Sonoya Mizuno. Uh, she stars as Lily Chan, and mm-hmm. we've seen her in basically every... Thing yeah. This guy does. <laughs> she was in Ex Machina. She's in Annihilation, and she was in La La Land. And she does another great job in this too. She's great. I'm man. not poo pooing on anybody's performance. They all did great. We're gonna talk about performances <laughs> later. Uh, we also have Nick Offerman, who I misidentified. Yeah, as Rain, Rain Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> I was like, they do look similar. Sort of like how I always confuse uh, Scott Speedman as the lead singer of Creed. Creed. <laughs> I thought they were the same guy for yeah. like. Years. I mean, decades, I thought they were the same guy. Can you take me out? I was like, that's great that he's trying to do film now. That's great. <laughs> um, you know Nick Offerman. He was in Parks and Rec. He was in the Lego movie. And he was in my favorite movie of 2018. Oh, yeah? Hearts Beat Loud. I've never seen it. You should watch How it. How was that your favorite movie? Of that year. Of that year. It was a good movie. Okay. You want to watch it? No, you just never talked about it. Yeah, well, we don't talk too much. <laughs> we only set aside this hour once a week. This is the only time to we touch talk. Base, and then we kind of go off silently in our own directions, <laughs> <laughs> quietly fuming. <laughs> um, uh, it also has uh, Jin Ha. He plays Jamie, who just comes in at the end. Yeah. As her 
Who put upon ex-boyfriend? Whoa, oh whoa, gracious. whoa, whoa. That was way... She took it too far. Too no, I mean, far. What did you think was going to happen? Hi, ex-boyfriend. I need you to find the boyfriend that I dumped you for. Yeah. <laughs> like, come if on. If there was anyone else I could go to. I work for this... Like huge <laughs> development <laughs> but, place, but I have no one who knows. I'm assuming he's like a hacker. Who yeah. knows? So they don't really introduce what he's. No, why he's I'm good assuming at this. he's a hacker. I'm assuming, but he was recently in the Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Ah, we had Zach Grenier as Kenton. Mm-hmm. He was in Fight Club, The Good Wife, in 24. Mm-hmm. Allison Pill as Katie, mm-hmm. uh, playing another doctor. She was in Picard. Yeah, and she was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, mm-hmm. Midnight in Paris. And she's clearly not human in this. Yes. And I mean, she's the little girl doll that towers over. Oh, uh, she everybody. is clearly totally. an alien. She's the big bad. Oh, when, definitely. You know. Yeah. We you, you think it's Nick Offerman. No, no, he's just a puppet. It's not him. Yeah. This was released March fifth, twenty twenty. So just wow. Just like uh, two weeks ago from when we Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, that's that's really new. (laughs) The number one song, therefore, was Still the Box by Roddy Rich. Okay. And the number one movie for a week, I guess, was The Invisible Man. I didn't know that had even come out again. Oh, yeah. I've heard some some decent reviews on that, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a... Well, the book was terrible. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we did just read the book, didn't we? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we did. We did just read that. We did. No, it's a modern retelling, and I believe it's about a woman whose ex-boyfriend is the Invisible Man, and he's, like, stalking her as an Invisible Man. Well, now, that's just effing creepy. But, like, the book that this is supposedly based (laughs) on, this dude goes invisible and is like, hey, let me tell you my secret. I'm invisible. Oh, you don't like my secret? Well, I'm going to kill you. Hey, let me tell you my secret. I go invisible. (laughs) Oh, you don't like my secret? Well, I'm going to have to kill you. Yeah, H.G. Wells, Hmm. all apologies to Paul F. Tompkins, (laughs) repeated himself a lot. Many, many times. I I detect the note of someone trying to hit word count. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, okay, so going into devs, we have no knowledge. No knowledge. It's really, you want my expectations? I want your expectations because we had no knowledge. No knowledge. We just picked it because it was supposedly female-led. Yes. And that's, that's And there was it. a weird, creepy little girl on the cover. Was there? Yeah, yeah. I So, okay, so okay. I thought she was going to be an engineer who builds synthetic children. <laughs> and that she's going to be chased... By the stalker weirdo known as Nick Offerman, (laughs) who wants to use her mind to build, like, lots of baby robots. Okay. And the AI, that little girl in the woods, Uh ends up learning how to be human. With the, okay, so, so like, data. Sure, but Now, would these these baby robots be insold? Well, yes, with other demon babies. (laughs) So, essentially demon babies. Demon babies. Seem preoccupied. Demon babies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My predictions mm-hmm. was I expected it to be a taut psychological thriller with elements of hard sci-fi mm-hmm. mixed with deeper philosophical underpinnings. Yeah, sure. Oh, <laughs> the, the philosophy I, in this I'm is pretty so sure. tired and boring. I'm pretty sure my expectations is dead on balls what they were going for. Yeah. Whether they achieve that or not. You can take the most rational human being, but as soon as their kid is in trouble, they start praying. Yes, I know, weirdo god creature. <laughs> Who says that? Uh, The Picard doctor, when she's talking to Nick Offerman oh, because he's right. really upset he just killed somebody. Oh, right, right, right. I, oh, was that it's in this deter- episode? Was yes, that, were you yes. quoting this episode? Yes, I was I quoting this episode. <laughs> it was deterministic science, honey. <laughs> that, of course, he would have to kill Sergey. 
This was so stupid. Well, let's get this in the, a little bit more interesting right okay. now. Okay. Because since okay. I thought devs, mm. developers, we yes. had a female engineer. She's making baby robots. So I came up with some female computer engineer slash scientist facts. Facts! Okay. And two, I would like to clarify that they're just scientists and engineers, not female or male, just engineers. Right, right. Because well, I'm really getting sick and tired of hearing female comedians or female doctors. Oh my gosh, I had somebody say, so my book takes place in the 1800s and she is a lady doctor. Hi, I was, <laughs> it's assumed it's a she because you said she. Right, 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 right. And then lady doctor, what? Is she a gynecologist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's just a jo- doctor, all right? We don't doctor. have to clarify further. Well, I'm specifically making it. Yeah, I know you okay. are. Okay, okay. I'm just okay. flat statement, blanket statement here. Defending myself. Yeah, you don't have to, darling. Okay, thanks. There you go. Okay, so the first <laughs> one's probably the most famous one, mm-hmm. but I just feel like everyone should has to know this. And if they don't, well, you guys are... You need to expand your mind. Yeah. yeah Stop watching pretentious pseudoscience <laughs> right. and get into some real facts. Hedy Lamar, she was an actress who reached the height of her fame during World War II, at which time, because I guess these things were done at the time, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. asked all the army boys, who's the hottest woman ever? And they're, yeah. uh, and they're, they're like, like Hedy Lamar. And they're like, Hedy Lamar. So, so, yeah, so that's where she was. Okay. But at the same time, she had a secret life. Oh, yes. She had a whole room in her house set up just for engineering and mm-hmm. inventions. Yeah. And what she did is... She's she... a closet nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and what she did, she would stay up all night doing these things, and she developed a secret communication system mm-hmm. that would use something that she termed frequency hopping. Mm-hmm. And this was supposed to help detect torpedoes. Yeah. Because it would kind of... The signal would always be moving, mm-hmm. so you couldn't, like, lock onto it and avoid it or exactly. whatever. So the Navy brass looked at her invention, mm-hmm. and they said, nice boobs, sweetheart. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go raise some money for the war instead. This is dumb. We're going to put this in the file yep. for later. So she started a kissing booth and sold a lot of bonds that way. Yep. And that's yeah. what she did. Yeah. So after the war. Mm-hmm. People... Like 70 years later after. No, it wasn't quite that long, but... If... 20-so years later or whatever, someone went to the filing cabinet mm-hmm. where they kept all, like, the lady ideas, <laughs> <laughs> picked it up and was like, hey, you know what? This might work. Mm-hmm. And so basically the system that she developed, uh, had they actually gone with it earlier, we'd yeah. be way further along technologically yep. now. Yep. Basically, this is the basis for everything from wireless phones, Wi-Fi, GPS, mm-hmm. and is still used in military communications. Yep. 50 years, so in the 90s, she was mm-hmm. finally acknowledged for her work. Her contributions, And yeah. they wanted to give her an award, but she declined because she had botched plastic mm. surgery and she was too self-conscious to attend this award. Yeah. So in the end, they basically wanted, reduced her yeah. literally down to her looks, mm-hmm. not to like this amazing achievement that she exactly. did. So screw you. Yeah, screw you, man. Patriarchy. Patriarchy. And, you know, mm-hmm. Hedy Lamar, learn about her. I mean, like, yeah. losing my voice just talking about her. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. really, really cool thing. Yeah. No one ever thinks about or talks about Exactly. Her, right? Then I have uh, Stephanie Lewis Kowalek. Mm-hmm. She discovered liquid crystalline polymers, which ultimately led to Kevlar. Nice. Which is the material used in bulletproof vests, radial tires, train fu- um, sorry, plane fuselages, 
and fiber optic cables. Hmm. I mean, she discovered the liquid crystalline polymers that led to Kevlar. Mm-hmm. She was given a bunch of awards, Mm -hmm. and in 1995, they said she was a persistent experimentalist and role model who's discovered a liquid crystalline polymase led to Kevlar aramide fibers. And at the time of her death in 2014, she was still the only female employee to receive that honor. Jesus. Her discovery generated several billion dollars worth of revenue for DuPont. Jesus. (laughs) uh, Because they were her employer. Uh, But she never directly benefited. Well, of course not. Financially, for of that. course, screw you, Dupont. But it was nice. There's an ebook. There's a Star Trek ebook called Starfleet Corps of Engineers, number mm-hmm. thirty, Ishtar Rising, and they reference a shuttlecraft named the named after her. Cool. Which is pretty. Really. So that's kind of nice. nice. I'm sure she would appreciate that. Yeah. You know? And then we also have sort of nowhere near as much as billions of dollars, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. Sort of okay. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> you know? If you think about it, do you want a shuttlecraft named after you in a fictional universe or a billion dollars? <laughs> you know, I'm going to take my billion dollars. I can Because then I'll pay a damn writer. writer. <laughs> to make me the hero. To make me the hero. <laughs> um, and then we have Margaret Hamilton, and she was the first and for a long time the only female NASA engineer. Mm-hmm. She was responsible for leading the team that created the computer software for both the Apollo missions yeah. and Skylab. She has a famous picture of her with a bunch of manuals next yes. to her that's like taller than that's her head. That's the one I'm thinking. That's yeah. all the code that she and her team yeah. wrote to get us to the moon. Yeah. And she actually saved the day. Mm-hmm. Apollo 11 almost had to abort mission mm-hmm. right as they got to the moon, and it was like her ingenuity and her devices that got them to continue on i'm telling you if people would just like bring in like different races and different genders we would be so far advanced it would be crazy exactly we'd already be exploring the universe by now we don't need but because everybody's running out to get toilet paper this is why we're not told (laughs) about aliens or anything else can't be trusted with you that can't information. can't be trusted with this information. We're a bunch of dum-dums. But later on, uh, a man named Paul Cordo, he's a senior technologist, nominated her for the NASA Space Act Award mm-hmm. and called her work the Foundation for Ultra-Reliable Software Design. Excellent. So Good job. Those are three names that mm-hmm. we should all become very familiar with mm-hmm. and, you know, recognize the contributions that they made. Yeah, exactly. So. Excellent women facts. Women facts. Not boring. Or, you know... <laughs> Usually, these are Usually. incredibly terrible. <laughs> well, the show is really boring. I was expecting some boring facts. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, anywho... Anywho... Tell me, how did this show meet or exceed your expectations? Okay, okay. Well, the show did not meet my expectations at all because she doesn't create AI demon babies. (laughs) She doesn't. She doesn't. I was really disappointed about that. And we don't even really get to see her as a main character until 33 minutes in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We paused it. Yeah. yeah, I I was expecting my kind of jumping the gun on how I would fix this show a little Mm -hmm. bit. But cut out a lot of the walking back and forth scenes. There was so well, first of all, let's take out all of the scenes <laughs> where literally someone says something mm-hmm. and I counted. There okay. would be 15 to 20 seconds between a response. Yes. And the response could be uh or the question or whatever the premise or whatever mm-hmm. the thought is, "Hey, you've just been hired for this ultra elite yeah. section of this corporation." 
20 seconds past. I'm not even going to do 20 seconds because no. it is a long freaking time yes, in media. Is. And the guy goes, 20 right. seconds, thank you. <laughs> Cut scene. And right. it's like, okay, if you're going to give me a pregnant pause like mm-hmm. that, at least make what they say. Give it birth. Give it something. Yeah. There's another scene where he's sitting, uh, Nick Offerman mm-hmm. sitting out in the field and Dr. Gerardo from Picard comes yeah. over to him. And again, I, I counted the seconds of mm-hmm. silence, of just sitting there in silence. Yeah. Nothing, no action. Nothing. She slowly walks over to mm-hmm. him. She sits down next to him. Mm-hmm. And she says, hi. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. We can cut so I... much of this out. This is yeah. not necessary. Within about 10 minutes of watching the show, I was like, oh, okay, Sergey's going to die somehow. Right. You know, that became like... Quite clear. Quite quite clear. And I was like, so how's he going to die? Is this machine going to eat him? <laughs> I was so hoping we were this obsessed. core machine was going to eat him. We were obsessed watching this, yeah. that there was going to be like a blood orgy sacrifice of Sergei. <laughs> I was so like, hoping for it. And they kind of do, actually, if you think. Right. It is this... like a burnt offering at the end yeah, of the, at the, end of the show. This is true. This is true. So... However, I really feel like they shouldn't have shown us his death. No. Because, like, now we know that there's supposed to be a mystery, but why does his girlfriend know it that there's supposed to be a mystery? It would have been better for us not to have known he was dead or anything, just for us to have seen those, those videos, those videos, those makeup videos, and then for her to be like, no, something's still wrong here. Well, why? They sh- so why does she have this drive to figure out what actually happened? Because these look legit. Yeah. These look just fine. But the only reason the audience knows it's, it's not fine is because we saw him die. But we, we, we know exactly be, who killed him. We should be following the mystery with her. We should yes. be just as off balance as she is. Yes, instead Why? of knowing exactly everything that's happening. It, it, it takes, it's instead a, of knowing exactly what's in Debs. It, it would have been nicer for us not to have even been walked through Debs. Cut that whole thing out. Just just have him just have him outside the, outside front of the building and, with all that weird security. Yeah, and like the 2001 yeah. obelisks outside. And the infinity pool. He walks in and then cut to next morning mm-hmm. she wakes up and her boyfriend hasn't come home. Exactly. The audience knows nothing of what happened to him, so now we're in it with her and, exploring this mystery. And now you now we have effectively cut out 15 minutes of this show. Yeah, more like 20. Yeah, well, let's be, I was just being generous. <laughs> let's say 15 minutes, which is a 55-minute show, yeah. which takes it down to a normal length 45-minute yeah. you know show what? or so. It was like halfway through this when, you know, she first came in, and I was like, man, I wish I was watching Douglas Hauser, MD. Yeah. I yeah. was like, I am so bored right now, and this is not women-driven. <laughs> okay, so what doesn't help for me, what, okay, so the the very beginning of the show, mm-hmm. I don't have any of my notes because I emailed myself the wrong thing, so I'm just going off nice. the top of my dome. Okay. Your shiny it, dome? <laughs> my sh- I don't have a shiny dome. <laughs> I know. You've got a nice bush ahead of hair. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> One of these days, you'll have a shiny dome, and I plan on shining it. Okay, we can do that. Okay, continue. <laughs> continue. <laughs> so, first of all, the show starts you off completely off balance. Mm-hmm. There are just shots of things. Mm-hmm. It's Nick Offerman, then a picture of a glowing woman. <laughs> then a s- ranting alcoholic. Yeah, a transient screaming into the night. Yeah. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then something else. And it's just, it, and these are literally like five second flashes. This is the only time the movie has speed. And it's better. <laughs> right. Show. <laughs> Thank you. It's the only time it actually picks up speed. And then it's going too fast. And then it stops, and you're just like these are the first images we're seeing, along. and I'm sure it's tying into something. But mm-hmm. 
I'm off balance already. I'm like, what is going on here? I don't right. even, you're not. Well, even... I think that was the purpose of the opening right. credits is just to make you like feel disjointed establishing and concerned. The, establishing the difference of San Francisco, the mm-hmm. disparity of wealth in yeah. San Francisco and all right. that stuff. So then it cuts to her, Lily, mm-hmm. our main character, supposedly, yeah. and Sergey. <laughs> yeah. They're rude to the homeless guy they're, on their porch. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this is screenwriting. But they know his name. So they're like, move it, Pete. Yeah, get out of the way, Pete. Get out of the way, Pete. And I'm like, well, really? I'm following you two? You two are my heroes? Well, that's what I'm saying. Screenwriting 101 mm-hmm. is you have to have a save the cat moment. Right. A moment where your characters do something good mm-hmm. so that we are like, okay, these are good people. I'm with them. So even if you have... well. Uh, Let's go nerdy. Let's go X-Men. The first okay. X-Men movie. Okay. You're introduced to Wolverine in this, like, crappy bar in Canada <laughs> where he's, a like, cage wrestling. And he's obviously a bad dude. Right. Relatively soon after that, he stumbles upon Rogue trying to steal some food or something from him. Oh, no. He figures out Rogue is, like, hitchhiked in, in his house. Oh, right, and right. And instead of, like, throwing her out, mm-hmm. well, I mean, he wants to... He ends up helping her. Right. And he starts taking care of her. That's his save the cat moment. That's mm-hmm. where we know, okay, he's not this terrible person. Right. There's actually a goodness. And then we could follow him. He's a him. nougat. <laughs> These guys don't get that at all. No. They never have a moment where no. they do anything good. In fact, they don't do anything that... I don't even understand why she loves him so much. I don't even understand why this is even a show. And I'm not I'm not saying that because I, I hated it or anything. I'm just saying... I don't really need to watch people go to the office and then go home. Exactly. Like, that's all this was. But it's, no, I'd rather watch that because people, real people in real life. Interact. Interact. Around the water cooler. Yeah, and they talk about things and they engage with one another's personalities. Her and her boyfriend don't even do that. It doesn't matter if her boyfriend goes missing, Mm -hmm. if they're having breakfast around the table, if he emolliates himself. (laughs) It's basically the same emotional level. (laughs) It's the Witcher level of just nothing, but it's everybody. (laughs) At least the Witcher had other characters that were given a little something. Mm -hmm. It was just a flat line for everything. And so I'm like, okay, so these people are not particularly nice. No. In fact, that may be the only emotion in the show is when Sergei, like, kicked that homeless guy off his stoop. He's like, get off, you (laughs) jerk. Or whatever he says. He's like, really, man? Really, Pete? Oh, I'm sorry. Me trying to stay alive. Right. It's interfering (laughs) with your daily life. Because San Francisco is a freezing city. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So I never understood their connection. I would have liked to see... Okay, so what happens is Sergey gets promoted to devs, mm-hmm. which is this like super duper top secret thing mm-hmm. that Nick Offerman has in the middle of the woods, yeah. under the upskirt While statue he, yes, of, the of the little, little girl, girl, going, "What's going on? I am God. <laughs> yeah. I has God. <laughs> I has God." <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Since we're sticking with Sergey for so long, but yeah. I still agree we should just cut all this out. Yeah, cut all of Sergey out. It would have been nice to see her and Sergey having a normal, healthy, mm. communicative. Well, I relationship. think they did for like twenty seconds in when they the were apartment. talking about the, they were talking about like the bell curve on some some other thing. But they yeah, and even, he was mansplaining to her her he was, job. Yeah, he yeah. mansplained yeah. her job to her. Yeah. Lovely couple. Lovely. Just absolutely the type of people you want to spend tons of time with. (laughs) They would be no fun drunk. Oh, my gosh. It would have been nice to see them more happy. Mm -hmm. And then to see his change as he goes to devs. Right. Be like, 
Would, then he gets more like secretive, but he's only there for a day, and then he steals the files. Apparently, apparently, I have no idea why. <laughs> In fact, when he was messing with his watch, I thought he was counting the thirty seconds ahead, thinking that he was being predicted based yes. on that code that he was looking at. Right, sort of like the original experiment that got him there in this first place. Yeah. So I thought he was seeing if he's matching up with what the code is telling him to do. Right. And that after about 30 seconds, he would disconnect with that code and he would be able to do what he wanted to do. He would have his free will back. He would have his free will back. But no, it has nothing to do with that at this point anyway. No. No. He apparently was using his cool James Bond watch as, As as it's called to record the lines of code and sell them. I don't know. Yeah, nothing... See, a lot of the show is either spoon-fed to you... Or not given to you at all. Or not given to even you at when, all. Even when the characters are talking about the thing... Yeah. It's annoying. It's one of those annoying conversations. It's the worst type of screenwriting, I swear to God, <laughs> when, when two characters don't just say the thing. Right. When they're like... He's like, is this code for real? And she's like, yes, this code is for real. <laughs> this code can't be for real. Oh, but it is for real. The code is very much real. <laughs> And it's like a profile shot right. of her. And then that's the end of the scene. It's like, that's what's it. the... You guys aren't even talking about the code is. No. You're not, you're not saying like... <laughs> no, no. She, he said, if this is real, then it changes everything. Oh, right. This is the best and line. Then, and then she goes, it is real. And it changes nothing. Yeah. Okay. Listen. It either changes everything or it changes nothing. nothing. There is no in between. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, 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 those are, that's yeah. almost a word for word what she said. Yeah. And like, that's it. And it's like... Okay, there's one thing to have a mystery. It's right. another one to manufacture it because people aren't speaking like normal human beings. Speak. Well, because she's not human. Well, it, well, neither is he by this argument. He, well, he's dead anyway. He he freaks out about <laughs> he freaks out about this dumb code so much that he throws up in a toilet, cleans it, cleans with, his hands. it with his bare hands, and then takes a drink out of the sink with his unclean bare hands. Yeah, he didn't even wash his hands first. This is how crap is spread, guys. This is how coronavirus was born. This- <laughs> By eating your own puke. Way to go, Sergey. Way to go, Sergey. <laughs> now I have no toilet paper. Thanks, man. So, yeah. So was there anything you liked about the show? Like, honestly, was there anything? Oh, no, but I still want to talk about... <laughs> Here, wait, there's something else I want to bring up because right. this really irritated me. So Nick Offerman's like, okay, you can do whatever you want here in this mm-hmm. lab. It's like Montessori. You just choose, pick and choose where you want to go, right. mm-hmm. what you want to do, how long you want to read the code, whatever, whatever. And clean up after yourself because there's no cleaning crew here. There is not a single fingerprint on any of the glass. He... There is no dust anywhere. And I'm like, how are you guys cleaning up after yourself? Because you haven't even brought in Lysol wipes. Yeah, he basically presses his nipples up against the glass yeah. of this machine at one point. Yeah. But there's like, it's spotless. Spotless. I'm like, I'm like who's coming in and cleaning this it's crap? Not, it's not you, Nick Offerman. It's definitely not. While he's busy eating clovers or whatever the hell he shoves in his mouth. <laughs> the kale or spinach, like oh raw spinach. Oh, my God. I don't even know what he was shoving in his face. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, But is there anything you liked about the show? Liked about the show? Um, I was entertained by the very large doll in the middle of the woods. That was funny. Because I was like, what the H is this? <laughs> <laughs> what in the H is this? What in the H is this? <laughs> <laughs> and what, uh, basically didn't like the show at all. No. Music, bad. Bad. But cinematography. No, even worse. He's like, let's do this angle where she's sitting in these like gold 
obelisks. And we get her face in the gold obelisk because she's not real, while Nick Offerman cries real tears. Ooh, look, look at this correlation. No, no, it's not. It's just a boring ass scene. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing here. Move it along. Well, and it's weird that she never even really goes to the cops when her boyfriend disappears. Either. No, she goes to the head of security there, who, as we know, and the audience... Because we tell, don't show. Yeah, because we tell, don't show. <laughs> we are, we've already seen him kill her mm-hmm. boyfriend. He's like, okay, well, then let's call in the cops. Then finally the cops are called in. Yeah. And then they manufacture this video of him lighting himself on fire. But why? Yeah. There hasn't even been him... You know, weirdness in their relationship or anything. It's literally There's the been first no sh- signs of suicide with him right. at all. So this is going to make her more suspicious. Yeah, so of, this was a really dumb way of killing this it guy. It would have been better for him to just hiding disa- the evidence. It would have been better for him to disappear and never be seen again. Yeah. Because then it's like, last she knows he's heading towards the highway walking, which yeah. she says is weird. Mm-hmm. But it's like, was he picked up on the highway? Was yeah, he, exactly. You know, they can take it from there and it'll just disappear. Sometimes it's be better to have no answer. Mm-hmm. To get to- Rather than manufacture a video of him just lighting himself on fire in front of this doll. Yeah. That, all that's going to do is make her more look into it deeper. Like, exactly. Okay, that was totally not. And what I also want to know, too, is since they manufactured this video, there's other timestamps of cameras everywhere on mm-hmm. this campus. Well, how did he even get there? Where had he been hiding the entire day? Yeah, exactly. Because this is the very next day. This is like 12 hours later after that, mm-hmm. after the first video of him walking off set. Yeah. This is 12 hours later. Now suddenly he's here. How? Why? How did he get back here? Yeah, how did he get back here? Because they have yeah. they have camera footage from him leaving basically devs mm-hmm. all the way off the campus. So you would think there'd be... There's, yes. But now there's only just one... Now there's only just one footage and of him they, lighting himself on fire with a can of gasoline. And they show it to her and force her to watch. Yeah, and so I like, love so, Nick Offerman. He, like, holds her there to watch it. No, no, you have to no, see no, this. No, no, you have to see this. You have to know that he is dead and not coming back. Now get over it and go away. And I'll cry <laughs> because I'm feeling really guilty. <laughs> It's a person. Yeah, I can't think of too much I liked about it. I can't say I liked the performances. Oh, okay. I didn't... I thought they were good for as as it was. I didn't... Well, (laughs) it's not that they were bad. Mm -hmm. It's just they weren't given anything to do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was really good considering... Right. Considering. (laughs) Considering. So, I mean, well, I mean, you're saying they're good good performances with nothing to do. I'm saying, well... Mm -hmm. There's nothing really for me to judge on their performances because they don't really do anything. This is true. You know what? One of my favorite scenes, and I do want to talk about this one, is when he is being shown the devs building with the infinity pool. Yes. He, that looks like goes, the Indominus Rex. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. He goes, pen. how do we get in? And I was like, well, you walk down that path and open that there door. <laughs> yeah. And then, he, and then like, and like Nick Offerman's like, I'll show you. And yeah. then they walk they down walk that down path. They walk down that path and <laughs> open that there door. It's like, come on. It's like a big honeycomb they end <laughs> yeah. up in. And everybody's like, wow. It's like, ooh, look at welcome this. to Zales, the diamond superstore. And my whole feeling was like, am I supposed to be impressed by this? I am not. Yeah, I was like, this is stupid. Who? Basically, I just feel like this show, if anyone is saying that they like it, mm-hmm. it's only because they don't want to look dumb. Yes, it's like only clever people will like this oh, show. Oh, this is clearly very smart. Mm-hmm. So if I say I get it, yeah. then I, by extension, yeah. am smart. Um, Everybody gets this show. It's spoon-fed. It's, not, it's like you either spoon-feed things or you leave in a whole bunch of blanks it's to not, fill in. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a mystery. You're just smart, omitting, you're yes. omitting information. Yes. So that's not a no. mystery. What I would prefer when it comes to these higher cerebral type shows or yeah. movies... Leave tons of blanks. Yeah. Let us fill those in. 
don't spoon feed us anything. Well, and like, he was spoon feeding us a lot. Yeah, it, it's just like it, it's just intellectual wankery. Yeah, but like it, but it's pseudo intellectual yeah. wankery because yes. it's really not as smart as it's no. t- portraying itself to be. Mm-hmm. And like, in fact, said, it's just insulting we, to anybody who has a different belief or we, religious system. Well, like you said, I think we improved this show a million percent. Take out all the Sergey stuff at the beginning. Yep. Just have it start with like. Hey, honey, just bring- way to go on to your new job today. And well, then he just I don't know. I still want him uh, walking up to Debs and through that weird-ass forest right. with the halos. And just cut it there. <laughs> and then have him just, like, walk into the building, and that's it. That's the last we see of Sergey. Now let's cut to her being like, hey, he's gone. Yeah. And here's that manufactured video of him walking this way. And here's that manufactured video of him lighting himself on fire. Because that still gives uh, her yeah. and the audience, we're like, that seems weird for Sergey. Why would he do exactly. that? Exactly. And maybe actually have five minutes of them laughing and having a good time, like maybe in bed or yeah, something. Yeah, to show that they have a relationship that's yes. not based on like, To show he's not know. suicidal, that he's not just going to light himself on fire. Because like, that is a crazy way to die, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> this, you know, that's this not, isn't taking pills or shooting yourself in the face or whatever. And you're, this not is, a, you're not a monk. You're not a Tibetan monk. Exactly. This is an <laughs> insane way to kill yourself. This is a message. Yeah. When you kill yourself like that, it's a message. Yeah. So. Why would you? Why give would her you that? do this? Why would you do? Anything? Why would you manufacture that particular suicide? Right. Why would you do anything that would make her curious to look into it further? Exactly. Anyway, so that's what I really don't like about this show. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just for like pretentious little yeah. tools to be like. Oh, if I have to explain it to you, then uh, you obviously aren't smart enough to get it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, no, no. I get it just fine. Yeah. You know, we can cut. This show could be 25 freaking minutes long. (laughs) You cut out all the huge pauses. Right. You have people speak in normal, like, cadences. Yes. And you cut out 90% of the Sergey stuff. (laughs) You've already made your show shorter and more interesting. Uh, For sure. That's how I'd fix it. That's the end of this podcast. That's how I'd fix this stupid thing. Speaking of performances, mm. you know how in my sparest of spare times, yes, I like to sparest. narrate audiobooks. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, we picked up a series, Pink Point Bear, and this is uh, Bear Shifter Romances. I know some of our listeners have listened to me read A Queen's Wing. <laughs> right. So if you enjoyed Shifter Sex, <laughs> then we've got a few ones for you, and just send us a message, and we'll see about getting you a free copy. Yeah, we can do that. Free yeah. copies for people. Just it, yeah, we have a but I do ask that you leave amount. a review on Audible.com if you don't mind. Yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that just took us right out of the show. Well, we can get right back to it, but I, I've been wanting to mention this for like two weeks, and I okay. keep forgetting. We have a limited amount of codes, though. Yeah. So yeah. Just hit us up on our yeah. email, and we will do that for you. Yeah. If that's something Send us you're a message. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to. Whatever. Yeah, and you can listen to me read sex with bears. Bear sex. Although, unfortunately, there is an actual shifter sex. They're in human form. Yeah. These. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed with that. Well, we'll yeah. see how they go. <laughs> Need a little bit of kink. But, okay, back to this show, though. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> we obviously just can't get enough of this show, and we're so disappointed when it ended. Oh, God. Well, we did um, cheer when it ended, when this episode ended, because yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> there was a few points where I thought it was almost over, and yeah, it kept going. and it kept going. <laughs> yeah. 
So as far as like an international, oh, I should say this, as far as our Women's Month mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. this is a terrible show. Terrible. Because her terrible. whole motivation is just on her boy. Like, yeah. basically, it's Sergei's yeah. brilliance and it's yeah. Sergei's mm-hmm. accomplishments mm-hmm. that have gotten him recognized. Yep. And it is Sergei's disappearance that prompts her to do anything. I would have way more appreciated mm-hmm. it if she had been more instrumental and yeah. like, Established she made synthetic is. demon babies. They have one sequence where her and her friends are rattling off the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like the only point of levity, sort of, I yeah. guess, if you're a dork <laughs> in the whole show. Humor. That's it. Like, you don't mm-hmm. even, I don't even really know what she does. I know she's an encryption. Okay. But I don't understand what that does. Oh, but I would like to also point out, I now know how to hack your phone. So don't even think about shooting on me. <laughs> yeah, this show does teach you that, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be able to look at previous communications. Well, do you want to see what other people think of this show? Yes, yes, I do. It seems to be very divisive. Oh, is it? There are a lot of 10 stars and a lot of low stars. Mm. we got a little bit of both here. Okay. The first one is from <laughs> IMDb user... KTZ Paco, okay. written on the 6th of March, okay. 2020, and he or she says, the universe made me think and write this. Oh, give me an effing break. <laughs> we are just a bunch of oh, atoms no. moving around. Hold on. I'm giving the review. Okay. My bad. This m- meant a lot to them. Okay. We are just a bunch of atoms moving around like a ball in a pinball. Using mm-hmm. ball too often there. <laughs> Just a little, a little writing note. So let me guess. This is a 23-year-old who our, has no idea how the world actually works. Our universe fired everything billions of years ago. Mm-hmm. And we are experiencing the flow of this giant mess of particles oh. without any control over it. Jesus. Great acting. Really interesting topic. Weird fight scene? There was a fight scene? I guess later on. Oh. We didn't get that. Dang. It's not for everyone. Not for me. <laughs> Uh, I would recommend watching the movie Ex Machina, Ugh. also by Alex Garland, before watching this. If you like it, you'll probably like this. Uh, yeah, though. Yeah, I agree with that. They said, I was about to give it 8 out of 10, but all these bad reviews caused a chemical reaction in my brain that changed my storyline. Whatevs. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yo, if it's 8 out of 10, it's 8 out of 10. Don't don't change your review just to spite the negatives. Yeah, right. What? They don't affect you? Nope, not at all. Like, whatever. Okay, so here's a little bit like a little bit negative. Okay. So the code is wrong. <laughs> the plot is boring and contrived, and, oh, yeah, time travel. Oh, you've got to be effing kidding me. So it is that whole 30-second thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I came into it, okay. since I saw this, but read this before okay. I watched the episode, I had a little bit of insight into okay. where that was going. Sure. This is by San J. Srick. Okay. Written yesterday. Wow. Oh, so thirteenth okay. of March. Just in case you're wondering what day we were recording this. We record on Saturdays. Saturdays. Um, okay. There was all this hype around this show. So much, ooh, look at how <laughs> spooky this is and how cool. It's neither spooky nor cool. I agree with this dude. It's dumb and honestly takes itself way too seriously. Oh man, this dude and I could be friends. <laughs> it's as if the characters act anything more than overly serious <laughs> all the time. It won't be as serious. Agreed. And that's my complaint about all the stuff this yeah. Greg guy does. Like mm-hmm. all his stuff is has a super hyper serious tone. Yeah. It's like that's not how people are. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, honestly guys, one of you needs to fart and crack a smile. <laughs> I agree. I agree. The tech is dumb. 
Anyone who works in tech will get that. Yep. The stereotypes are really over the top. <laughs> the code. Do not actually take a screenshot of the code or look at it. It will make your head hurt. Okay. Oh, I wonder if he did that. Like, as as he speaking from? Yeah, I think, I think he, I think he is like a coding it, right. type profession. And, he's like, and he took a picture of it, and he's like, "This makes no this sense. Is this is stupid gibberish." <laughs> BS. Because either way, because that's what happens in the show. Yeah. He looks at it and goes crazy. Yeah. Um, because the math is too over the top. <laughs> Remember that one line? He was like, "Well, they get disconnected because the math is insane." Literally, the math goes insane. insane. The math is insane. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and he's like, mm. no. No, or a multiverse. I don't believe in the multiverse. So, <laughs> so the math is, is insane. insane. We should put a straitjacket on the math. <laughs> so everything about this show is stupefyingly stupid. Wow. Again, okay. you can reduce some of these words here. Stupefying is sufficient. Or just go stupid. Or stupid. There you go. Come on, guys. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupids. <laughs> Come on. Streamline it. <laughs> Edit your stuff. It says, watch at my own peril. Wow. Oh. Oh. Oh, trust me. I was bored out of my mind. No idea why I got 8 out of 8.1 stars because other people are floating up the score because of you guys. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing a lot of fake reviews to prop it up. I don't know about uh, that. I don't know about fake I reviews. I think it's my thing. I think it's mm-hmm. a bunch of nerdy people who are afraid to... Uh, okay, I'm a nerd. <laughs> so that's not... So it's, and it's not me. I'm not the problem here. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> it's a bunch of people. I think it's a bunch of insecure people. Okay. Who are afraid people will judge them if they don't get it. Right. And so since it's made with this like quasi-intellectual kind of feel, mm-hmm. if I say I don't get it or if I say I don't like it, it reflects poorly on me. Right. I don't believe in that bull. I don't either. You could keep everything else the same, and you could just take our advice, mm-hmm. and you would make the show better. Exactly. You know, real philosophy? Watch the bridge over the river Kwai. There right. you go. There you go. That's all you need. You don't have to make things convoluted to mm-hmm. be smart. In fact, yeah. it should be simple. We should be... Intelligence should actually be simple. Yeah. You need to be able to communicate mm-hmm. with people. If you're just uttering polysyllabic words just mm-hmm. to try to make yourself sound or right. appear smart. And do it in a serious tone. And you do it in a serious tone so people and know have... that we're being serious. Oh, but don't don't talk with too much emotion. I was being too emotional. Let I'm the sorry. music and the bugs talk with the emotion. <laughs> right. There's so many bugs. There's so many bugs. The sound of bugs constantly. It was like... It was a constant thing. Well, and it, it, obviously they wanted to make some kind of juxtaposition between right. technology and nature. Yeah. And it's just blah just, blah. Somebody blah, fart and blah. crack a smile. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I I do have to say I, I kind of agree with San J S Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It just I hate overly serious things. I do too. I hate people who take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. I hate people. But hey, it's wow. strong. Yeah, that's a strong word, bro. I, I dislike it intensely okay. to the point of almost hate. Ah, <laughs> okay. I loathe. I, just, I really don't like pretentious. I don't either. I, I don't like, like superficiality. Mm-hmm. I don't like artifice. Yeah. Just. Artifice. That was the Twilight quote. <laughs> yeah. Boom. That's where we're at in our level of intelligence. We quote Twilight. What do right. you do? <laughs> I recite the Fibonacci sequence. Yay. So, so do you think they should go to series? 
Um, you know what? I I do actually. Oh, really? I do. I'm gonna say why because there are deterministic fate. <laughs> yes, I my choices <laughs> are not it my own. Matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, whatever I do is not my own. It's been so predetermined. It's predetermined based on where I was born. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. my opinion makes no difference on this. Exactly. No, seriously. Why, why, why do you think it should go? I think it should go because there are a lot of people who think Inception is like the smartest, deepest movie ever made. Right. And there's a big niche for that. There is a niche. Is so it, if it, you it, want it, to make some uh, money on some pretension, yeah. boom, this is it for there's you. There's as much of a niche for pseudo-intellectualism, mm-hmm. which I'm being dismissive you are kind of being rude about it but i think it's more like a a, a philosophy driven type model right and i think these people just like to philosophize right i i think there's nothing there's no more different it's just as niche as a market as Mm -hmm. people who want to watch Velocipaster. me (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean sure we all went sharktopus versus beowulf coming soon coming soon Oh, I can't wait. I know a listener who's very excited about yes! this. Yes! So, I'm so excited about this. We're going to share it together. Yes, we are. But there's a lot of people who think watching, you know, Sharktopus versus Werewolf is a really dumb use of your time. And mm. you should be, like, more serious and watch Inception or Devs. Artifice! Artifice! <laughs> but I prefer really dumb movies that are fun. Right. You but, know, and it's just a matter of preference, really. Uh, so uh, as a producer, you kind of have to look at all of these different types of personalities. Right. And, and see where to go with that. Ultimately, I guess what we want from any piece of media, mm-hmm. and this is why I like bad shows. Yeah. I like bad movies. I like bad music. Yeah. But I also like good stuff as well. Yeah. Is what's good to me isn't necessarily a mark of quality mm-hmm. so much as its ability to make you have a discussion, to discuss yes. what you've seen. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm going to have lots to say about Sharktopus versus Werewolf. Oh, I'm going to have so much to say. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who have a lot to say about devs right. who will sit in a coffee shop mm. for hours mm-hmm. and discuss all the camera shots. And... Did you see the symbolism of the little girl's upskirt shot? Obviously, the <laughs> lens flare. Yeah. <laughs> There was three people sitting beneath her skirt, which represents the three <laughs> stages of human life, childhood, adulthood, and old age. But, like, but, and I'm sure there's people who are going to say stuff like that yeah. or, or read into it like that. Mm-hmm. And then they also have Nick Offerman standing under a huge halo. Yes. Yeah. Like I it's, said, massively spoon-fed at times. Yeah. Just, but not enough unfilled blanks. Yeah. I want unfilled blanks. If you want to take me on this intelligent philosophical journey, then don't tell me what this journey is. Make me think for myself. Yeah. Well, it's what we used to say back with Murder, She Wrote. She Mm -hmm. always, you always had that feeling of solving the mystery with her. Mm -hmm. You didn't see the murder and then like have to follow her as she tries to figure out the murder. Although sometimes you did see the murder. Sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, like it was still there's enough blanks that yeah. like you were still following with her. You mm-hmm. never knew the answer yeah. in minute one. Well, I think that's why Agatha Christie is so popular too. Mm-hmm. Is you don't know the answers, you have to follow along this mystery and fill in the blanks yourself. It's engaging. You're that detective. It's engaging yes. your curiosity, your mind. Exactly. And when this is just like, here's what happened, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, and there's still okay. okay. I think it would have been more interesting mm-hmm. to follow her as she 
uncovers clues and yes. tries to decipher it. Yeah. I'm like, you don't want to be And then too... figures out the videos were manufactured, that they're not real. Yeah, you don't want to go too know? far to, like, lost territory mm-hmm. where they just threw in a whole bunch of junk that yeah. they never had any intention of paying off yeah. in the future because that's lame because that's just mm-hmm. red herring after red herring and who cares. Exactly. But just give me enough that you're engaging with me where I'm involved. Yeah. I want to be a part of the Exactly. Mystery. But now, this would only make sense if in the future episodes, all of this Sergei stuff would only make sense if the future episodes, and this is time travel, I guess, hmm. that he did walk off the street or whatever in order to go somewhere to do something. Right, yeah. Or he did actually immolate himself. Right. Um, because of something he discovered in the code. Right. That would be the only reason why these videos would even make sense in the first place. Yeah. And even then it's like, great, well now I'm going to have to spend six more hours watching this drill. Well, and that's the purpose of the show. Yeah. All of that stuff might be interesting, but mm-hmm. you didn't give it to me in no, the you first didn't. episode. I needed to be engaged from mm-hmm. the first episode to want to go to the second episode. Like, yeah. I don't care how great it gets from here on out. Mm-hmm. This is an eight-episode season, yeah. eight, each an hour long. I'm not spending a, <laughs> a work no. day seven hours <laughs> yes. with this to figure out, I don't care anymore. I don't care. Exactly. You're giving me no reason to care. Yeah. And she's an awful woman. <laughs> <laughs> going to her ex-boyfriend to find the boyfriend she dumped him for. Yeah. Like, that is horrible. What is your... Uh, where's your logic? I mean, I'm kind of upset that they didn't introduce Jamie earlier. And again, right. if you had cut out all that Sergey stuff, uh, you could have done it. Seriously. You could have done this. But like, then it wouldn't be a, a TV show. It would be another Annihilation movie. I mean, again, it's someone just trying to fill a word count. Yeah. Really? He's like, yeah. uh, you know, just... A judicial editing would help this so much. Exactly. I think there might be actually something interesting here. And yeah. you could keep all the philosophical mm-hmm. stuff they want, and mm-hmm. I think it's worth exploring determinism. I think it's all interesting. It's fine. <laughs> but you got to tell it in a way that's mm. engaging and not just, like, for your little crew of people who like what you do. Yes, well, it's it brings me back to what Cam from Japan said earlier about the new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So we need a bunch of cheese. Yeah. Swallow this. Yeah, exactly. You know, for, for me personally as a dummy, I want a lot of cheese yeah. in order to swallow this stuff. Just give us something. So you have to give me something. You can't just drag me along at this super slow pace. Yeah, with, with characters that I don't because, know, don't care about. Because it's going so slow, I'm actually creating my own story in my head <laughs> and having him get eaten by a machine. And, that, <laughs> and anything that allows you to start creating your own story in your head yeah. is always going to be a disappointment. Always. What you end up getting Mm -hmm. never meets the expectation of what you yourself write. Because you're going to write in your head what you want to see. Exactly. So that's why, particularly for me, the last few, like, Harry Potter books Mm -hmm. didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Because I had spent months or whatever in between each book being like, this is what I think is going to happen. This is the real mystery here. And then when you get to Deathly Hollows, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You're like, that's fine. And that's the same thing I think a lot of people have with the prequels Mm -hmm. and the new Star Wars movies, Mm -hmm. especially with those because there was such a long gap in between. Right. There was a lot more storyline that people had come up with. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when Phantom Menace was coming out. Mm -hmm. We were first seeing, like, the images of the show. I've said this before, but to you. So you're going to have to sit through this again. Ugh. But <laughs> I remember the very first teaser trailer for The Phantom Menace mm-hmm. started on Naboo. Well, we would come to know as Naboo. Right. But I didn't know what Naboo was at that time. Yeah. 
It was a foggy planet, and there's creatures coming out of the fog. Yeah. And then it cuts to Tatooine, mm-hmm. and you see Qui-Gon Jim, who I don't know is Qui-Gon Jim right. at this time, but he's obviously a Jedi. It's Liam yeah. Neeson. And beside him is this big, froggy-looking mm-hmm. salamander guy mm-hmm. looking both ways. And I'm like, oh, cool. There's going to be an alien Jedi right. that's going to be a big part of this. It's going to be like his Chewbacca. Yeah. And then you watch the movie, and you get Jar Jar Binks instead. Right. I ruined that a little bit for myself, writing in my head yes. what I think I'm going to see yes. before I see it. That is why I absolutely hate it when movies get slow, because then I'm starting to create my own entertainment. And it ruins the show for me. Yeah. you yeah. got to keep me on my toes at all times. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I feel like I'm arguing, I want you to engage with me intellectually and also not let me engage intellectually <laughs> at the same time. But that's kind of what I want to no do. No spoon feeding. Don't spoon give feed Give me it. blanks and I'll put farts in there. Yeah, exactly. You give me the yeah. blank, I'm going to fart right in that blank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Mad Libs. <laughs> give me a movie that's Mad Libs. The answer is always fart. The answer is always fart. <laughs> anyway, uh, Piloting the Pilots releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or at our email address, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And <laughs> if you have any suggestions in the future of a show you'd like us to watch and mm-hmm. tell you whether it's worth, let us do the hard work for you. You, you <laughs> see a show you think you might want to watch but you don't want to get involved yeah. in, we'll watch it for you. We'll exactly. tell you if it's worth it. Exactly. And next week, we're going to do our next Women's Month TV show mm-hmm. with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which yes. again, I still think I'm saying that wrong, but I might not be. It's something like that. 3M. 3M. Post it. Post it. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, I'm so disappointed that this was our women's episode. I am too, because oh. again, she was so. I feel like. She was not available I in this fe- episode. She I was fe- not available. I feel like. For a show that's supposed to be centered around a woman, and yeah. I don't care if she's trying to figure out what happened to her missing boyfriend, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. like she's not doesn't have agency or whatever. Yeah. Like I mean, like if you went missing, I'd go look for you. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand that you can relate to that. Yeah. But for like thirty four minutes of mm-hmm. her, she's barely in this. Barely for thirty four minutes. But the show, both synopsis. Mm-hmm. Or synopses or synopsises? I'm not. Snopsi? <laughs> Snopsi. <laughs> I'm not sure how to say it's that. Geese, huh? I should look it up sometime. <laughs> but both the, the show and episode synopsis both mm-hmm. say, this woman is doing this. Yeah, she doesn't. And in your first episode, it is the Sergei and Nick Offerman show. Yes, it is. You know, so. And I'm, the weird doll god. So you're not even giving. You're, yeah, the weird doll god. <laughs> What is God? We know is the Picard Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah absolutely. Now we got to watch this. <laughs> Whoa! What did you say there? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Now I guess we don't have to. Yeah. I got to find out. See, now my expectations would have been so much more fun. She builds synthetic children and they turn into demon babies and Nick Offerman stalks her. I like that. Right? That's great. My, I've never been more disappointed for mine to be <laughs> sort of right. <laughs> yours was, yeah, yours was like spot on. <laughs> and so anyway, that's it. I guess have a wonderful week. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep your social distancing up. That's right. And after Mrs. Maisel, guys, Sharktopus versus Werewolf. We'll be able to watch this while we're all still in quarantine together, guys. Yeah, this is great. So This is great. Have a great week. We'll see you later. Oh, do you want them to cook anything? No.
Okay, make chili, but put cinnamon in it. Yes, for sure, always. Have a great week. Bye. 